Hello, and welcome back to our study of Penina Halacha, the teachings of Rebbe Yazir Malamed Shlita. Coming to the end of another week of learning. Thank you so much for joining us, and we're going to be a little more specific about yesterday's halacha, and this chapter is called Prate Halacha Emasai Mitzuvah Ladun Lakavschus. When are we required to judge favorably, but in a more specific fashion? So let's go. Kefisha Lamanu. So as we have learned yesterday, that when it's possible to look at a situation or an action in a positive way or a negative way, so of course we have to always try and find the positive way, give someone the benefit of the doubt. By the way, that's where that phrase comes from, benefit, we have doubt, good or bad, let's give them the benefit, let's go positive. Because of the Pasuk says, one must judge one's neighbor favorably. But let's say something is such a negative appearance, the action looks so bad that there doesn't seem to be even a positive way to look at it. So then one does not have to go out of one's way to find a positive or a benefit in that situation. This is regarding a regular average person. Not someone who's particularly known to be a righteous person or someone who is known to be a wicked person. If we're talking about someone, however, who's God-fearing, very meticulous in his actions, specifically his religious actions, even if he does something that at face value looks like a wicked action, if there is a possibility to look favorably, to look positively, even if we have to go and find some sort of far-fetched explanation, since we're talking about a righteous person and a tzaddik, it would seem that this action is not as bad or is not bad as it seems. And therefore, one is required to judge favorably. And if someone, however, in this instance, judges less favorably and judges lechova, the Gemara Shabbos says that someone who is choshed b'kshirim, someone who suspects and accuses those who are kosher, will himself be afflicted. The Gemara has many cases like this. So for instance, the Gemara in Shabbos, that at first glance they seem to be rather bad actions or bad stories. However, the person who witnessed such an action was able to overcome his inclination, and he found the positive, even though at the outset the action looked quite negative. And it turns out that in the end, his justification, his ability to overcome his yetzer and find the positive turned out to be correct. And Chazal tell us that if, in such an instance especially, if you find the koach, if you find the strength to judge favorably, then you will be judged favorably in the heavens.
וככל שאדם יוסר צדק, כך צורך יוסר להסאמץ לדונוס ולקפסקוס. And the more righteous a person is, the more we have to give someone the benefit of the doubt. וכך נענשה מרים הנביאה עליו השלום, שלא דונס משה רבנו עליו השלום לקפסקוס. And as we just had in last week's Parsha, last week's Parsha for us here in the Diaspora, that is, those listening in Israel, of course, which would be two weeks ago, we're about to read Parsha's Shalach, and we're not caught up with Israel yet, but the story at the end of Baalosa with Miriam, who spoke about Moshe Rabbeinu, and she was punished because she did not give Moshe Rabbeinu Kafsuchus the benefit of the doubt, and of course, he was the most righteous of all. In this regard, though, when we're talking about someone who was evil, who was wicked, so the opposite would hold true as well, that someone who is known to be a Russia, and most of his actions are usually Russia type of actions, wicked, so then there's no obligation to give him the benefit of the doubt, because it would seem ostensibly, and in most cases, that his intention is for evil. But all of Neymar, and the Pasuk in Mishle says, Ki kalo, the Pasuk says is that he has many desires in his heart and therefore don't believe him. We have to be careful though, especially when we just start labeling who's a Russia, who's a Tzaddik, that maybe because we have hatred towards a person that we're going to assume that that person is a Russia, is a wicked person. And therefore we should try and always judge people favorably. And therefore, so that we shouldn't start labeling people and because of our contempt or hatred towards another, we label them a Russia and all of a sudden we don't have to give the benefit of the doubt. Therefore, we have to strengthen our performance and our observance of the mitzvah of Dan love your neighbor, and also you shouldn't hate your neighbor. This is great. You have to love when we get super contemporary. And I think perhaps now more than ever in today's climate, and again, Rebbe Lamed is speaking in Israel. This was written a number of years ago, but I guess this could be applied at any time. And he says, let me give you an example from the political situation here in Israel. Oh boy, here we go. Efshalomar shekolmasha anshe has small rotsim Right into it. So just let me give you a little bit of context here. Rav Malamed, who's part of the Dati Umi community, is one of the leaders of the Dati, the religious Zionist community. Take out of your head any notions of what you think that means. I'm just saying that someone who is religious Zionist, believes in Medina Israel, Eretz Israel, he lives in a place called Harbracha, which is in the Shamron. Many people have probably not been there. I have been there. And it's part of Eretz Yisrael. And part of this faction of this movement believes that all of Eretz Yisrael is belonging to, of course, the Jewish people. And we have the right and the obligation to be at every part of Israel. Again, I'm just putting it out there so you understand the context here. So he says, it's possible to say that anyone who's on the left, so when the left, you're talking about labor, merits, or wherever the left might be at any time, that maybe you'll say that anything they want to do is they want to uproot any settlement, any yeshuv, and to give portions of Israel to the Arabs. 
And you might say that, you know what? They favor the Arabs more than they favor the Jews. They're in favor of the Arabs, not the Jews. But you can also say, You could also look at it and say, you know what? They're also interested in peace and in security. And because of their heartfelt passion and worry for the Medina of Israel, they have come to the conclusion that it's best to let go of pieces of the land of Israel if that will ensure peace and security. Or maybe according to their understanding and their position, it is inappropriate for Jews to rule over another nation Again, you're talking about the Arabs, Palestinians, against their will. Of course, you could certainly argue with this position. But he says we're dealing with decent, good people. Therefore, he says, we have to give proper judgment we have to not take a negative approach on their position however those who conduct themselves in a purely a wicked fashion and all they do is support terrorism and they say terrible things about people who are known. Again, I don't like using these terms, but in, in, is, in Hebrew it's misnachlim, but it's settlers. And they think their blood is cheap. He says there, in those cases, you cannot be melamed schus. You don't judge favorably. Again, so we have to look at sort of the intention of the person. If the average person, if you look at the politician, now these are very strong words, by the way, to be able to come out and say that even though I oppose you, or you're on the left and completely small part of the political spectrum, I could still say that, you know what, you're doing it litova, you're doing it for the good of the state of Israel and for security and peace, so then we have to give you that benefit of the doubt, even though we disagree. However, if someone is pure wicked and saying that you people have no business being in that part of Israel, or we support terrorism, or on and on and on, he says that's a case where you can be Dan Lakaf Shalili, you can take a negative approach. I mean, this is a very, very heavy topic, as you can imagine. I don't, I don't feel I even have the right to speak about it, not living in Israel, but I'm just sharing with you what the Rav writes. But you get an idea, you get a picture of the humanity of Rav Malamed and his ability to see people with him eye to eye with whom he does not agree on a philosophical level, on a halachic level. But still, we have to give them a voice and opinion. And indeed, this has been his shita throughout in many, many different areas. And that's one of the reasons why I started teaching and sharing his teachings is because people took Rev. Malama to task for meeting with other Jews of different streams, of different beliefs, so to speak. And he was taken to task for that. And I think that's inappropriate. And they should have learned this chapter as well. So we finished the week on a, a pretty heavy note but in any event, I hope everyone has a restful and peaceful Shabbos, Parsha Shlach. 
And for those in Israel, a week ahead of us, Parshas Korach. And I guess maybe this would be more appropriate for Parshas Korach when we learn about Machlokas, as we mentioned yesterday, Korach. But in any event, hope everyone has a great Shabbos. Thank you so much for joining us this week. We'll continue in Mirza Hashem next time. And until then, enjoy your Shabbos. And those in the United States, have a very happy Father's Day, if you observe. Shabbat Shalom.